Welcome to EM Guidewire, your guide to emergency medicine, brought to you by the residents and faculty from Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Core Concepts of Emergency Medicine. Welcome to this week's episode of Core Concepts for Emergency Medicine Physicians brought to you by the EM Guidewire team from Carolina's Medical Center EM Group. Today we have an all-star group of residents including myself, Jeremy Driscoll, Natalie Wood, Drew Kitchen, Kyle Rudersheimer. Today's EM Guidewire is brought to you by Button Batteries, nature's forbidden M&Ms. Today we have an absolutely exhilarating topic that I hold near and dear to my heart because I have personally survived this condition and that is nasal foreign bodies. I have a little PTSD whenever I see Legos because years ago I decided to put the head of a Lego man inside my nose. Jeremy, you say years ago, so like when you were in college, right? No, I meant as a child, but you know, while nasal foreign bodies are almost exclusively in the pediatric population, these same principles can be applied to adults. Now let's get on with the show. All right, so let's review some basics. Objects impacted in the nasal cavity are the most common site of foreign body insertion in children. We typically see patients aged two to six years being the most common, but anyone with mental retardation or psychiatric illness can be at risk. Now, sometimes presentation of nasal foreign bodies can be really tricky. These can be missed and remain lodged in the nasal cavity for weeks or even months. And this can become a real problem, especially because when it comes to the removal of foreign bodies, organic material can expand if it's moistened and mucosal swelling can occur over time. Now, let's focus on some complications of nasal foreign bodies. Sinusitis, hands down, is the most common complication. You better believe if you have a foreign object blocking a tube, you're going to get an infection behind it. Other complications can include migration of the foreign body into the sinuses, septal perforation, and bronchial aspiration. Speaking of septal perforation, if a child decides to shove a button battery up their nose, be alert for more significant complications including mucosal ischemia, turbinate or septal damage, or a saddle nose deformity. Foreign bodies can be broken down into organic versus inorganic. Some organic foreign bodies you'll come across are foods like beans, seeds, vegetables. So when you say organic, you don't necessarily mean non-GMO, gluten-free, free-range peas? No, not quite, Jeremy. Other organic foreign bodies include insects and rocks. Some inorganic foreign bodies would include paper, pieces of toys, i.e. Legos, sponges, and the most dreaded pediatric foreign body of all, the button battery. Button batteries have a high risk of complications compared with other foreign bodies because of tissue necrosis, septal perforation, and saddle nose deformity, as Kyle already stated. These require rapid removal, as septal perforation can occur in as little as four hours. Just as concerning as button batteries are magnets. Magnets are often used to mimic nasal piercings and can often become embedded in nasal tissue, leading to difficult removal. These can also cause intestinal perforation if they migrate lower into the GI tract. Let's review some common signs and symptoms. Most nasal foreign bodies are asymptomatic. When they do present with symptoms, you often see complaints of unilateral nasal congestion or obstruction, nasal pain, difficulties with nasal breathing, and nasal discharge. Nasal discharge can be acute or chronic. Typically, it will be purulent, foul-smelling, and associated with halitosis. Now, most children are reluctant to admit to placing a foreign body for fear of adult disapproval. 
Often the child will be witness putting the object in his nose, or a foreign body will easily be noticed by the parent or caretaker. We do see delayed presentation of nasal foreign bodies, especially when placement of the object is unwitnessed. The child may present weeks after nasal discharge and bleeding onset. These can often be misdiagnosed at this stage as sinusitis, so have a high suspicion with unilateral, purulent, foul-smelling nasal discharge. Regarding workup for these patients, laboratory studies are usually unnecessary. Visualization of the foreign body in the nostril is key. Always check both nostrils. This is the time to bust out that headlamp for some good lighting and place the patient in the sniffing position for best visualization. Imaging is usually not needed. However, fiber optic visualization of foreign body may be required if it cannot be visualized on simple rhinoscopy. Sinus films may be indicated if the foreign body is present for an extended period of time or if you're suspicious of a battery or a possible magnet. Now, when this child arrives in your emergency department, you're going to approach them as if they had epiglottitis. Get your child life specialist and keep the child calm, avoiding any interventions that may upset them. This is to avoid any possible posterior displacement and aspiration of the foreign body. Now for the moment you all have been waiting for, how do we get this foreign body out? First things first, apply a topical vasoconstrictor. This is more prophylactic to prevent bleeding secondary to removal attempts. You can use nebulized epinephrine, or my personal favorite, 4% cocaine, oxymetazolin, 0.05%, or phenylephrine. Important though, topical vasoconstrictors are not recommended for button batteries as they may increase leakage of caustic materials. Once we've applied our topical vasoconstrictor, now comes the fun part. What tools can we use? Now we won't go over all of the techniques you can use, as some of you might not have access to some of these tools, but hopefully we can give you some tips and tricks to get that foreign body out. Some mechanical tools to remove the foreign body include a hooked probe or alligator forceps. These should really be used for anterior foreign bodies that can easily be visualized and grasped. Make sure though you're wearing that headlamp and using a nasal speculum to facilitate use. Be careful though to avoid further risk of posterior displacement. Now if you have a round, smooth object like a pea, a suction catheter is best. Place the suction tip against the object, turn it up to about 100-140 millimeters of mercury, and withdraw slowly. When your instruments fail though, the next thing I would consider is a balloon catheter. If you don't have the nice fancy cats extractors like we have, you can use either a 5 French or 6 French Foley or Fogarty balloon, lubricated with 2% lidocaine jelly. You advance the catheter past the object and then inflate with about 2-3 cc's of air and gently withdraw. One technique that you also may have heard of is the angel's kiss. This is essentially using positive pressure to dislodge a foreign body. How to do this? Place the patient in an upright sitting position if possible. Have the parent go in for a kiss and instruct them to place their lips over the patient's mouth. The parent may then tell the child that he will be given a quote-unquote big kiss to help relieve any anxiety the child may have. While the parent is occluding the unaffected nostril, have them deliver a brisk, forceful puff of air into the child's mouth just as they begin to inhale. This may not work on the first try, so you may have to repeat it a couple times to get things right. For older children who don't want to smooch their mom and dad, you can give them a straw to create the same positive pressure as they breathe out forcefully. Alternatively, if you're weirded out by germs and displays of public affection, you can always deliver the puff with a bag valve mask Just put it over the patient's mouth, making sure the nose is not occluded, and then deliver oxygen at 10 to 15 liters per minute to help shoot that sucker right on out. Some more tricks that may be helpful is using something like tissue glue, like Dermabond. What you'll do is you'll take a plastic swab, cut the end off so now you have a little hollow tube, and apply a little film of glue. Allow this glue stick to stick against the object for about a minute and then withdraw slowly. Be cautious though, this is not going to work in a child who's thrashing around and won't still enough for the glue to dry. 
The last trick you can consider is the snare technique. This is a real MacGyver move, and especially useful if a significant amount of mucosal swelling is present. If you have some spare 24-gauge wire laying around, make it into a loop with a hemostat. Then you can slip this past the swollen tissue behind the object and allow it to be pulled free. So all this is well and good, but we have to appreciate that we're dealing with little people. Little people with high anxiety often. So anticipating this, many times you might need to sneak up on them even. And my personal approach is if the mother's kiss or angel's kiss, as was described so eloquently before doesn't work, then I have a cat's extractor, a little balloon Foley catheter in my back pocket, and as I'm now looking in the child's nostril, I just insert that rapidly, inflate the balloon, and yank the foreign body out. I've already had some prior assessment of the foreign body and have an idea of what it is. I've also assessed the child's level of anxiety and cooperativeness. Because if I squirt a bunch of afrin in the kid's nose and then I attempt with a hook to get it out or a needle nose pliers or what other tool I have in my box and none of these work, every time I approach this kid's face, even the most calm and serene child will lose their cool with me. So I like to take this opportunity to try to be efficient and try to, to use my best estimation to which strategy will be most efficacious. Sometimes, unfortunately, none of these strategies are going to work, and I need to go and put the child in a much more comfortable position, and that will probably require some procedural sedation. All right. Thanks, Dr. Fox, for your wisdom. But what we really all care about is hashtag dispo, every emergency medicine resident's favorite term. Once we're done extracting or not, what do we do with these patients? Usually they can go home if we can remove the foreign body. But admission for a foreign body sometimes does happen, and it can be considered if the foreign body cannot be removed in the ED or becomes posteriorly displaced. One other indication would be that the removal under general anesthesia is required. So when getting ready to discharge these patients, obviously follow the ABCs. Ensure that there is no airway compromise. Tell the patient and family that they need close follow-up and to return to the emergency department if there is bleeding or if the patient develops any signs or symptoms of infection. If a button battery was removed, monitor for delayed sequelae as an outpatient. You can also refer to ENT if removal is unsuccessful in the emergency department or if the foreign body is a button battery or magnet and you're concerned for nasal mucosa injury. Well, that's a wrap. Let's review some of the key points here before we go. Consider nasal foreign bodies in children 2 to 6 years old presenting with what appears to be sinusitis. If you're going to attempt positive pressure removal, Remember to sneak up on them like Dr. Fox said, to avoid frightening the child before kissing them. This is often successful with little to no sedation. Make sure to apply a topical anesthetic and vasoconstrictor by mixing equal parts lidocaine 4% with oxymetazoline to deliver simultaneously. Consider other techniques as discussed, such as the balloon catheter, wire snare, and skin glue for assistance with removal. All right, well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening from all of us at the EM Guidewire team at the J.A. Lee Garvey Studio at Carolina's Medical Center. Remember, kids, don't go sticking things up your nose. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go! Be awesome today! Seems he out. Can we say that? No. <laughs> I can't say God's that. natural IVX. Oh, God. Wow. I love Pete's. <laughs>